Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. One of the guys who was there yesterday who was such a big part of the Kansas City Chiefs and has become a big part of the community of Kansas City of the last few years is Legereus Sneed. We talked to him a couple of weeks back. And the Chiefs cornerback, now a world champion, once again joins us right now. Legereus, it's Chris Carlin and, and Joe Fortenbaugh. And we appreciate the time, especially at this difficult time for you uh, and, and the entire community of Kansas City Yesterday was kind of a, a day of celebration, and it's marred by what happened. Can you kind of take us through uh, yesterday's events as it all started to unfold as the as the celebration was winding down? Oh yeah, man! It, I can say it was a, tra- uh, a tragedy event what happened, man. I never seen nothing like it. You know, praying for the families and everybody who was involved. You know, it was just a crazy moment and I seen all the little kids just running around scared for their lives you know. it was scary you know a lot of your teammates um, I think when they got the all clear kind of went down into the crowd and started comforting kids can you take us through some of that because it's great to hear how you guys the players responded like that to try to help and be a part of this community in a time of need oh yeah definitely I said me I was trying to be a hero myself you know <laughs> trying to find the kids and Trying to look for the bad guy myself and, you know, just hopefully I'm happy everyone, you know, came out safe and everyone who was involved and got hurt and all that for their family. You know, you have uh, lived in this community for a few years now. Uh, give us a sense of how it's kind of come together in the wake of this over the last 24 hours. Oh, man, you know, I say since I've been in Kansas, you know what, tragedy you know, bad snow days, whatever it is, man, they always come together and be as a whole. That's what I love about this community and this town, this city. You know, it's just everyone's together. It's, nobody's just one thing to separate. You know, everyone's together. Legereus Sneed, Chiefs cornerback, joining Carlin versus Joe here on ESPN Radio. There's, there's no easy way to transition from the tragedy yesterday to any other point of the conversation, but we do also want to talk about the Super Bowl and – and your offseason and everything that's coming up, you know, if we go back to Sunday, take us through. Like, let's start with overtime. Were you surprised that San Francisco chose to take the ball to start overtime? No, no, man. I wasn't surprised at all. You know, I was I was happy, actually, you know, that we get out there as a defense. You know, I love taking the field with those guys. You know, I know once we got on the defense and we got on the field, man, we just had to make a stop, you know. And I think it- we did that. You know, as that's happening, kind of tell us how the Spags game plan for the for for uh, the 49ers offense really, really worked as well as it did and it accentuated what you guys do and ultimately ends up really stopping a dangerous run game with Christian McCaffrey for the most part. He's under four yards of carry for the game. Not many people do that. Oh, yeah, man, you know, that's the main thing. We had to stop him, you know. We had him as a bullet point. And make sure we stop him and don't get him going. And 
And that's what we did, and shout out to them guys up front, the whole defensive line, and the linebackers, man. They, they, they did a hell of a job, and the guys on the back end, because we did a race on the back end. That's what we did. You know, Chris Jones said he told owner Clark Hunt that he wants to return next season. He's headed for unrestricted free agency. You're headed for unrestricted free agency this offseason. Have you started to have any conversations with the organization about that? Uh, man, I've been talking to the organization all season long, you know. Hopefully we can you know, work something out for the both of us. I hope we both can stay here and keep this dynasty going and keep this this little train in the Super Bowl running that we have going. But, you know, you never know how this business is going. Legereus Sneed is with us, the Chiefs' corner. You know, Brett Veach even said last week during Super Bowl week, you're obviously a, a priority to stay there. When you are in the midst of something like this, which we have all now called a dynasty, just what is the mentality like <laughs> among a group that has had this level of success over such a sustained period of time? Oh, man, yeah, I think that's when the pressure come on them. You know, as they want to keep this, this dynasty going. Or, or do they want to, you know, break it up? But, you know, I'm just doing what I do, just play football. You know, wherever I go, they'll get my best. And whatever I can offer, whatever team that I go to. Ladarius Sneed joining Harlan versus Joe here on ESPN Radio. What's it like being a defender on the Kansas City Chiefs, getting that stop in overtime, forcing the Niners to a field goal, and then taking the sideline and watching Patrick Mahomes take the field for that final drive? What's going through your head there? Oh, man, you know, we just, we just had had a little bit of faith, but then also see, man, just just small. We knew God had us, and I know Pat, man, and Andy Reid, those guys on the field with that much time left. And when it's clutch moments like this, you know, and Patty, I trust, man, he gonna make something happen. He gonna make a move, and also Andy Reid. Legarius, what do people not know about Patrick Mahomes that makes him so special? Oh man, he's a competitor. Say he's the first person in the building, and also the last person we leave you know, I watch him. I watch what he do. I watch how he go by his day. He probably don't know this to this day. I watch him every day since I've been a rookie. And, you know, that's someone who's a great leader and someone who's so on the business is really does. Head coach Andy Reid said that on Christmas, that loss to the Raiders really woke you guys up. How did the team handle that? How did you address it so that you could turn the season into what you inevitably turned it into? Oh, man, they heard it, man. Those guys, man. Once we got to the locker room, you saw it in everybody's face. You know, guys were tired you know, facing what we was facing, the adversity that we was going through. And the guys just put their big boy pants on. We all did. And we put our head down and got to work, man. And we made it to the promise there. Legereus Sneed with us. You know, Andy also um, now has won three Super Bowls. There aren't many guys who have done that now. How would you describe Andy as a coach? Oh, man, Legendary. You know, great leader, a great, great, great coach. I say he's one of the greatest coaches I've ever been around. And I'm blessed to be a part of his legacy and, you know, just thankful. No team has ever three-peated in the Super Bowl era. You guys have obviously won back-to-back, so the three-peat is in play. How much does that play into the possibility of you re-signing with the team? Uh, it means big. You know, when I get there, you know, like you said, never been done. And I love challenges. I love to chase challenges. And I think that'll be a great challenge to chase after us. Legeris, what are you doing now? What's coming up here in the next couple of weeks? How are you handling your offseason? You're going to go somewhere and take a break? What are you doing? No, I'm, def- I'm definitely going to take a break. But right <laughs> now I have another parade back at home. I'm going to do. They're going to have for me. 
And then after that, man, I'm going to take me a break, man. Back to work. It's got to be pretty awesome that they're going to throw you your own parade in your own hometown. Heck, yeah. Oh, it's lovely. That's lovely, man. <laughs> Getting no better than that. Well, listen, Legarius, we appreciate a few minutes. Congratulations. And uh, I know that yesterday's events obviously um, marred what was a tremendous celebration, but this is something historic that you are part of, and we appreciate your time, not just today, but the last couple of weeks. Yes, sir. Thank you That's Legarius Sneed, the Chiefs' corner. And, you know, I I talked to Spags last year when I was getting ready for one of those games uh, that was doing on ESPN Radio when they were playing – the Jaguars, and he could not say enough about Legereus Sneed and how much he is perfect for what he wants to do. Our favorite bet of the Super Bowl was Niners wide receiver Brandon Ayuk under four and a half receptions strictly because he was going against Sneed. That was the key to the entire bet was he was matched up with Sneed and even with overtime, three total receptions. Yep. Three total receptions for a very good wide receiver in Brandon Ayuk. Super Bowl's behind us. So who are the favorites to win the NBA championship? It's next. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. A huge night on the hardwood. Up the floor, James hammers a right hand dunk. Let's get caught up with Carlin versus Joe's NB A to Z. Ah, as we approach the All-Star break, which, by the way, you can catch all of NBA All-Star Weekend on ESPN Radio this week, whether it's the Rising Stars game tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Eastern with Kesty and PJ, whether it's All-Star Saturday night at 8, whether it's the All-Star game itself, 
Sunday night at 7. It's all here on ESPN Radio. A couple of more games tonight, but last night, Clippers and Warriors. That going in was looking like the game of the night, and the Clippers made sure it was going to live up to the billing. Pajemski put back left and short again. That's going to do it. No Kawhi, George fouls out, T. Lou ejected, and despite all of it, the Clippers get a win in San Francisco. Joe, they were down 12 with nine and a half left and win the game. They beat them by 16 in the fourth quarter. 44 points from the Clippers in the fourth quarter, and you may be thinking, why is this that big of a deal? Clippers have been one of the best teams in the NBA this season. There was no Kawhi last night. Yeah. Legitimately hurt out of the lineup. Warriors three and a half point favorites. Warriors at home. Warriors leading by, what was it, six, four by 10 going into the fourth quarter. Up as many as 12, and the Clippers come storming back. That's a tough beat for a Golden State team that's staring the play in tournament dead in the eye. But for the Clippers, they continue to impress this year, Carlin. They continue to impress. And the Warriors, for their part, Steph Curry saying we are very average at home and he's not wrong they are 14 and 14 at home this year well they used to have one of the all-time great home court advantages at roracle back in the day and that is just not the case anymore and then it's our guy jason tatum tatum step back in the corner for a three it's good these are guys ready to go home for the all-star break that's 98.5 The Sports Hub in Boston. That Tatum three-pointer gave the Celtics a 42-point lead over the Nets. How about this? They win their second game of the year by 50. Before that, the Celtics only had three 50-point wins ever in franchise history. They are just absolutely destroying everyone in their way. They're 43-12 and 12 at the break. Jason Tatum has been phenomenal. We have discussed the MVP candidacy. Here's the problem. While he may be the best player on the best team, averaging 27, 8, and 4 this season, he lacks superstar moments. What do I mean by that? Nikola Jokic has six 30-point triple-doubles this season. Giannis has gone for 64 and 54 this season. Luka has gone for 73 this season. Joel Embiid, now out of the race, went for 70 this season. And get this, Shea Gilgis-Alexander has 39 30-point games this year. Yeah. He's only played 53 games. He has 39 30-point games. Jason Tatum has a chance to win the MVP, but he needs superstar moments between now and the end of the season. And I noticed that Stephen A happened to get on board that today. He did. He likes him 50 to 1. Stephen A actually said today he has Tatum as his favorite for MVP. He wasn't Mm -hmm. comparing the odds or anything. He was just saying best player on the best team with how well he's playing this year, he should be the MVP. I like it. David for Z drives in. Throw it down with two hands. That's Zion Williamson on ESPN New Orleans. 36, 30 of which came in the paint. Pelicans beat the Wizards. Seventh win in their last eight games. Zion, are we not paying enough attention to Zion right now? Or is it, I mean, I said this the other day. I don't think we've given up on him, but I think he's trying to start to tap us on the shoulder to remind us he's there again. He's played 44 of 55 games this year. I don't understand why we aren't taking notice. Is it because he's been away so long? He's yeah, been so yeah. unproductive and so inconsistent and so out of shape that people checked out on him? Yeah. Because he was 
the guy coming out of high school. He was the guy coming out of Duke. And despite early in the career, all the injuries and the problems and everything else, he was the guy. And now he's finally playing. He's played 44 of 55 games. He's putting up some decent numbers this season. 22 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. He's shooting 58% from the floor. No one's talking about him. And the Pelicans are good this year. It's it's amazing that nobody's talking about him at all. And it's frankly silly. But I think they will start to come around. The whole trick is, is he actually going to stay on the court? If he stays on the court, everybody will start paying attention again. Uh, Donovan Mitchell finished with 30 last night. Uh, Cavs come back from 17 down. They beat the Bulls. And it's funny. I hear more about Donovan Mitchell getting traded because he's almost definitively going to leave uh, before or after the uh, 2025 season where he becomes a free agent or after next season where he becomes a free agent. And Joe, like, the Cavs are very much a factor in the East. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. They've won 18 of 20. I just got done counting that. They have won 18 of 20. Here's the thing for the Cavs, though. They had a strong regular season last year. They got a lot of talent. Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, Donovan Mitchell. The list goes on and on. The thing for the Cavs is they lacked T last year. They had low T, not low testosterone, low toughness. They need high T. They got to go visit their doctor, and they got to figure out how to boost the testosterone and the toughness because last year they went into a seven-game series against the Knicks to open the playoffs. I thought that was going to be the best series of the opening round. They no-showed. They got pushed all over the court, and then they got their asses kicked right out of the playoffs. Let's see how tough they are come playoff time, and if they get pushed around again with that low T, that low toughness they showed last year. Hachimura for three. Good again. Rui Hachimura with a huge night. 710 ESPN LA. Listen, you can say whatever you want about the Lakers and what they can do in the postseason. Last night, you saw the guy that is going to be the biggest key in the postseason because he was last year, and that's Rui Hachimura. Because last year, when they went on their run, Joe, Hachimura was playing exceptionally well. He had 36 last night. I'm not saying he has to go out and do that every night, but Hachimura has got to be somebody that is aggressive, aggressive, aggressive offensively. They're going to need everybody on that roster to step up. They've got LeBron. They've got AD. He needs to stay healthy. They got to find a way to just dig deep. And I think maybe they had the early success with the IST, the in-season tournament. They won that. They looked fantastic. And then after that, they just completely went into the tank. I wonder if they came off that after spending all that energy, won that thing, and then looked around and thought to themselves, oh, my God, we still have like 65 games left to play. Yeah, that's a problem. And just were completely deflated because it doesn't make a lot of sense elsewhere. I think this team will ramp up by the end of the season. I just don't see them making the run in the playoffs like they did last year. Now, LeBron didn't play last night. Anthony Davis, after the game, very interesting comments about the Lakers and how they're constituted. Yeah, not what we can be, but it's who we are. It's game, whatever. You know, we got to have our identity, and we're starting to establish that. We're going to be a fast-paced team. You know, a team like to get in the paint, get to the line, but then, you know, also, you know, be tenacious on the defense today. So, creating that identity, you know, for what we have to be moving forward. You know, we can't be coming after all-star and, all right, what type of team are we and uh, this is what we have to be and all that like this is who we are and we got to make sure that how we plan as of late the past two three four weeks you know keeping the identity and carrying it over to post all-star he had 37 and 15 and you know what he's not wrong 
that because look at the last couple of years, we talk about how often guys are hurt, especially him. It's difficult to start to have an identity or at least to establish it consistently when you're not on the court. Who are we talking about? I got completely lost in where we were going. Who okay, was that? Good chat. The Lakers. That we're still on the Lakers. <laughs> that was there. AD. Oh yeah, gotta stay healthy. This is yeah. Dynamite I, analysis. I, I had pretty much I wrapped up free. everything there. Oh, the little jab step to free it up against Blake Wesley. What a night he's had shooting at 29. That was Kyrie 97-1. The freak. Is it really the freak in Dallas? That's the station they're on. Okay. That'll catch your attention. Yeah, it will. Uh, Kyrie. And the Mavs, they roll 116 to 93 over the Spurs. Uh, Webb and Yama, 26 9, three blocks, 20 in the first half. He is the third player with 1,000 points and 150 blocks through his first 50 career games. The other two, Shaq, David Robinson. I really hope they find a way to build a good team around him in the next two to three years. I want it to be quick because a talent like this deserves to be in the playoffs, deserves to be on the big stage, in the big spots. I think one of the stories we're missing here this season, and I kind of dig it, Kyrie Irving. 25 points, five rebounds, five assists per game. He's playing really well. He's shooting 49% from the floor, 41% from deep. No one's talking about him. You know why? He's just playing basketball this year. Mm. He's not out there involved in all the things he tends to get involved in. And this isn't to say I agree or disagree with his position on anything. It just seems like the last few years, every time Kyrie Irving comes up, basketball is like the fourth thing you're talking about. This year, when you mentioned Kyrie Irving, it's basketball. He's playing well. Mavericks kind of lying in the weeds. Second half is going to be fun for them. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Day betting alert. What's our situation right now with Tiger? Uh, 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 boom, another birdie. Tiger Woods, birdie's number four. I didn't want to say anything. You guys should have threw that to me at the perfect time. We started birdie, bogey, bogey, birdie. This guy has never met a par he's been friends with. We're all over the place, but we're back to even through four. We bet was that fifteen footer. We ooh, little little neck breaker in there as well. We um we bet that he would shoot seventy or better today. Par for the course at Riviera is seventy one. We bet seventy or better. We are even through four. It has been a wild ride, boys. A wild ride for the big cat. Day Woo. betting alert. Let's All go. Right. Someone else is on the Jason Tatum bandwagon for MVP. We hinted at it a few moments ago. It's not bad company to have. It's all on the way after Joe has this from Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to the product specialists who have both the knowledge and the experience to answer any and all of your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and, more importantly, your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. A dominant performance and a dominant stretch and a dominant year for the NBA's best team. They blast the Brooklyn Nets tonight by a final of 136 to 86. Regardless of the score, the guys compete at a high, high level, and that's a testament to who they are. Second 50-point win of the year for the Celtics, and they only had three ever in the history of the franchise going into this season. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Protect your home and auto. Save when you bundle. Get a quote at Progressive.com. So we have spent a lot of time over the last couple of weeks talking about the qualifications of Jason Tatum as the best player on a team that goes into the All-Star break at 43-12 and and why he has not necessarily been thought of for the MVP this year. And you have put it out there about the idea that he needs that moment. And we are talking about a few minutes ago. Joe, is that is that just it that's going to get him into the legitimate side of the conversation? I think if Tatum would go out there, say, for example, they're playing the night right before the All-Star break, or say they have a big game in a week when they come back from the All-Star break. Tatum goes out and drops 55 points, people take notice. That's what he needs. Because right now, when you talk about Boston, you're talking about the team. And when you're talking about winning championships, that's a great thing. Because Boston is a great team that's having a great year. But no one's talking about Jason Tatum for MVP. Nobody. It's just not a thing. I mean, when you talk about the best player on the best team in the NBA, how often is that player not in the MVP conversation? Because if I asked you, who do you think the NBA MVP should be? We'd get a bunch of names, I think, before we get to Tatum. Obviously, Jokic would come up. Had he not gotten hurt, Embiid would come up. Anyone who's paying attention knows that Shea Gilgis-Alexander and OKC has been fantastic this year. Giannis's name probably comes up. Luka's name could come up. The list goes on and on before someone would finally say, but what about Jason Tatum? No one can recite his stats because no one's seen him go drop a 50-burger. And that's what's ultimately hurting him for the individual award. But he is the best player on the best team in the game. I wonder why it's not drawing enough attention. I think it's the lack of superstar moments. Giannis went for 64 this season and 54. Luka went for 73 this season. Embiid went for 70. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, we talked about this. He's played 53 games this year. He has dropped 30 points 39 times. And OKC has been a fantastic story. They're a number two seed. People are taking notice. Nikola Jokic, just a casual six games where he posted a 30-point triple-double. Tatum doesn't have any of those moments, so no one's talking about him as the league's most valuable player. Well, as far as Tatum's concerned, you can't say nobody anymore. Mm. As Lee Corsa would say, not so fast. 
How about your boy Stephen A. this morning? I got Jason Tatum as the leading candidate for league MVP. I knew you was going to say this. Now that Joel Embiid is out. I'm sorry. Does winning matter? Does being the best player on the best team matter? I'd say it does. I got some of the numbers here right now, okay? Tatum is one of four players averaging 27 and 8 along with Embiid, Luka, and Giannis, okay? They've got the best record in basketball. Jason Tatum even has a teammate that's getting paid more than him at $300 million in Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum. Oh, by the way, in case you want to look, career high 56% on two-point shots, okay? Shooting 37% in the paint in the non-restricted area. Shooting 44% from mid-range. We know he's in a 30% tile up, a 30% tile in three-point shooting. The brother is something special. But, I mean, can I use the word boring? Yeah, you can I, use I that. I probably can, right? Yeah. It's unfortunate, but that's what it is, right? There's not enough excitement there. And 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 Windhorse was on this segment as well, and he made a great point. It, there is a great team around Tatum. Brown, Derek White, Kristaps Porzingis, Horford. I'm obviously leaving some names out, and I know people will get riled up. Drew Holiday's there. But that is such a good team in Wendy's eyes, the way he laid that out. It's tough to win MVP when there are so many great options around you, and I think there's some sense to that as well. Okay, but there is somebody that is not even on the board for MVP. I'm not saying he should be the MVP, nowhere close. And it's a guy we were talking about just a few minutes ago, and that's Zion Williamson. Mm. So let's, let's look at it this way. If you took Zion and Tatum, and you flip their stats and their team's record, he'd be right up at the top of the board, would he not? I have to say he'd be the biggest story in basketball this year. Is that a stretch? Is that like me making too big of a comment and everyone's going to go, here we go? Just think about this for a second. The New Orleans Pelicans, the number one team in the NBA in terms of record, the number one team in the NBA in terms of point differential, with Zion Williamson posting 27 eight and four per game, which is Jason Tatum's stat line. Would that be the biggest story in the NBA this year? It would be. It absolutely would be. Because remember, it's not all that long ago where it was the Zion sweepstakes. You know, every three to four years, I'd say even four four to five, there's the guy that everybody's got to find a way to get. And we're all so locked in on what is happening with the lottery And the Zion year was one of those years. I was working in New York. We held a lottery party around the Knicks, praying that they were going to get the number one pick. Oh, the Knicks. I remember that. That ended up being who? R.J. Barrett? Yeah. I I believe my exact quote to the bar, the the bar where we were having it, this party, my exact quote to the bar as I looked up, oh, oh, number three's still okay. There wasn't a soul in New York who took any solace in that. None. None. But the point is just that. That if you had this guy in Boston, not even in Boston, if you flip the records, you flip the stats, he'd be at the top of the board right now, I think, for MVP. I think he'd be the favorite. Does it hurt for Tatum? Before we get back to Zion here, does it hurt for Tatum that we've seen some playoff flameouts in big spots the last few years? Do you think that lingers in the eyes of the voters? No, I don't think any voter is thinking about the disaster right now that was Game 7 last year against the Heat. I don't think that's the case. Okay. And if it is, it's not fair because it's supposed to be a regular season award, 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 is it not? Correct. I think what hurts him right now is that 
He's 10th in the league in scoring at 27 a game. And there are guys that are just putting up ridiculous numbers. I mean, just that mere idea of SGA and 39 30-point games. Yeah. How it's do you ridiculous. Comp- and they're a two-seed, and they're a story where everyone's thinking, wow, who the hell is OKC, right? Like, everyone expected Boston to be good. Most people don't realize it with OKC. To Zion, though, putting up the numbers this year, playing 44 of 55 games, doing what everyone's wanted him to do for years, this is a great case study in awful brand management because Zion had the opportunity to be one of the most popular players in all of sports, and he flushed it down the toilet because he didn't play, he was lazy, and he didn't produce. And whether it was injuries or he was out of shape or whatever it may have been, he took that sterling brand when he was coming out of Duke. I remember the day he busted up his ankle because his shoe blew out. That dominated the news cycle. A shoe fell apart in a basketball game, and the entire country was focused on that as the number one story. And would he still sign with Nike? And what was it going to mean for Nike? And this and that as I try to filibuster because here's Tiger Woods for another birdie opportunity. (laughs) He's about eight feet out. Come on, big cat. Come on, big cat. Oh, he burns the edge. Oh, this is an amazing round that we're watching right here. Every single shot. Woods on number five. He's even. If he sinks the putt coming back for a few feet, he will still be even. We have bet him to score 70 or lower today. He just missed a great opportunity at a birdie. I don't know what the hell I was talking about. I don't care. Why can't you use the golf voice? Can you at least try to use the golf voice? No, it's not how I operate. I've always been loud and brash and generally unlikable. Quiet, please. Here's Tiger for birdie. Well, here's Gary Woodland. It's like, I got no action on you, Woodland. I don't know what I'm rooting for here. Didn't you have him a couple of weeks ago? A couple of weeks ago when he missed the cut. Yeah, I had him there. Yeah, thanks a lot, Gary. That's all right. Gary battling back this season. It's good to see him out there. I know he's been going through some stuff. It's good to see him out. You know what? He's two under. Let's go ahead and root for this. All right. He Carly drops versus it. Nice Joe, done, ESPN Gary. Radio. You know what it's time for. You must be here for the uh, trivia challenge. You have the answer to this week's trivia question. Oh, I love trivia. What's up, boys? It's hammer time. This is the Himbo Hammer. Or not. Apparently, we don't have one. I put it in the rundown, and then I got a note from Hembo saying, apologies, I didn't get to it today. We will do it next week. But I will take the issue on this. This is not a Hembo issue. He had something come up. He had to leave after Greeny. This is on me. I should have taken it out of the rundown. See, here's the thing. Uh, let me jump in here real quick. So Hembo says, can't do it. We'll pick it up. He just tells us we'll pick it up next week. What if we choose not to pick it up next week? Yeah. How about that, Hembo? I think we should. This is on me. This is not on Hembo. Do not take no. any shots at Hembo. Like it kind of sounds like Hembo just decided it. No. He, I didn't get to it. This is, Deal with it. Is it that hard to come up so with your 400th he, trivia question of the week? Right. He's been doing 1,000 trivia questions a day. He couldn't just repurpose one. I'm not getting it right either H- way. Hembo, this is, this is on me. He messaged me this morning. I didn't see it. By the time I saw it, he said he couldn't get to recording it, and that's on me. This Hell is- of a day from you. Yeah. Couldn't get Woods yep. up on TV. Yep. That was a big mess. Yep. Didn't have the Hembo nope. hammer. What are we supposed to do here? Do we call a meeting? Because Carl and I will probably just let it slide because we're, we're casual individuals. Yeah. That sums up everything right there. I don't know who did that, but job well done. How about the fact that uh, Eric needs one more birdie from Tiger Woods. I need two, and he got it at a better price. It is just a banner day for me back yeah, here. Yeah, you're really... <sighs> Once again, deflecting. 
Give us your three picks that you like in the NBA tonight so we can go the other way. <laughs> Feels like one of those type of days. What do we got here? We got a par three coming up for Woods. This is going to be interesting. All right. Here's your Hembo trivia question. Uh, will Tiger Woods birdie this hole? Find out next. <laughs> it's on the way. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio. <laughs> this is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mike Zimmer said yesterday he's not a jerk as he got introduced as the Cowboys' new defensive coordinator. That's reassuring, I guess. Is that a word I'm looking for? You're not a jerk? Okay. There we go. He's a good coach. He's a good defensive coach. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. But the bigger issue here, that we joke around about this a lot, the idea of being serious organizations and we talked about the chargers we've talked about the bears we've talked about so many of these teams that traditionally have just not been serious organizations when do we start to talk about that way about the cowboys i mean do we just not treat them that way because they have all the regular season success and they make all the money that they do because when it comes to actually winning they are not a serious organization in any way, in any way, Joe. Well, again, it comes down to the scorecard. You and so many others always look to the fact that they don't win Super Bowls, and we talk about the mistakes they games. make or playoff <laughs> games. Yeah, whatever you want to say, but they are the most valuable franchise. Jerry Jones has a different scorecard than you do. He has a different scorecard than I do. He has a different scorecard than many, many people. His scorecard is that he is the owner of the most valuable franchise in the NFL, and that means he's winning. And when you go to him and you say, well, you know, look at Clark Hunt in Kansas City and all the Super Bowls he's winning, Jerry probably says, that's great. You're winning all those Super Bowls, and I'm still worth more than you are? What does that say about you, Clark? You're not as great a businessman as me. That's how he sees it. So many people keep getting caught up in the fact that Jerry's making a bad move by bringing Mike McCarthy back. Jerry's making a bad move by sticking with Dak Prescott. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. As long as the Cowboys are the most valuable franchise in the NFL, he is winning in his mind. His scorecard is different than you. He would say he takes this very seriously because he ranks number one ahead of Bob Kraft, ahead of Clark Hunt, ahead of the Walton money in Denver, ahead of the Cronky money in L.A., you name it, he beats it. This has been something that, that I have believed along those lines for, for quite some time, that it, when he talks about winning being important, it's truly not. Like, he may have been gutted after the playoff loss, but that doesn't mean that in the grand scheme that, that even truly matters to him. And so this is the biggest thing to me. Jerry's never treated this outside of the making money part of it in terms of the actual on-field stuff. It's a toy. It's a toy. Let me do what I can do to have my own fun with it 
And at the same time, I'm going to go out and print cash. It's simply a toy. And I, I think for the people that are there who are expecting this to be more than that, you're just going to continue Incredible, incredible birdie, incredible birdie from Tiger Woods right there. I am terribly sorry for interrupting. We were all just really keeping it close to the vest. (laughs) That thing broke back like two feet. (laughs) We are back to one under, baby. What are we through, six? (laughs) What do you got, six? We're through six. We're one under. We need to shoot one under for the round to win the bet. Oh, my God. Look, this so, thing is beautiful. But what about the other one that was the three and a half uh, birdies? So where are we on that one? He's just, that's his third birdie, isn't it? Yeah, that's the third that's birdie. So that's, that ticket cashes. So what did you have? It you, was three birdies, three three plus birdies in the first round. Three or more birdies, and yes. you win your bet. Mm-hmm. And it was plus 100. Damn, <laughs> hand man, that's even money. You got that done in six holes. <laughs> Oh my God, Evan! You need what? One more for your one yeah, more birdie four for yours? Birdies. Yeah, which you I got get a minus, worse price. Which I got at minus one hundred five. I don't got, know how that happened. You got twelve to play here, though. Holy <laughs> moly, Carlin! Uh, great points on Jerry. You figure that he's treating the team like a toy. I mean, it's look. He does want to win. He's just not the most well equipped at putting the best team together. That's the problem. Like, he's not a brilliant football mind. He is a brilliant business mind, but he continues to put people in place like McCarthy, who's a very good regular season coach. And they just hope when they get to the playoffs, the chips are going to fall their way. If he should learn anything, if there's anybody who should have learned from something that just happened in the Super Bowl, it's it's Jerry Jones. Like, look at Kyle Shanahan's lack of attention to detail and how it burned the Niners at the end of the game. That's who Mike McCarthy is. Mike McCarthy is a lack of attention to detail guy. Even if you get there one day, you've got a head coach that at any moment could make the same mistake due to the same lack of preparation and cost you a Super Bowl. That's why people get so worked up about the idea of McCarthy continuing to be the head coach. Because if he is, how in the hell is he going to win minimum three, maximum four playoff games against good football teams without making the mistakes that Shanahan made in the Super Bowl? I don't know. I don't know. And it's it's amazing to me that you can continue to sell this and, and try to make people believe this. But... You know, the, the fish are jumping in the boat. You know, no, nobody, it, the, the biggest part of it all, to your point about Jerry just caring about the money, they keep showing up. They keep showing up. They sell out. They buy the jerseys. I, I The friends I have that are Cowboys fans, they, they it's the same thing every year. We know we're not going to win. We know we're not going to do it. I don't know why I get so worked up every year, but they keep showing up, like you said. Yeah. They, they, keep, they don't go anywhere. And it's like, it's one thing if you're a Jet fan, right? You're going to show up and you're going to keep doing that. And we don't question your character. Yeah. You don't even win the 12 games a year. Like you don't even get the regular season. But the Cowboy fans show up, pay the money and don't expect to get the rug pulled out from under. Exactly. (laughs) Which is the amazing part. So where, where do you stand now? You're, we're through six. Is that correct? Tigers through six. He just teed up. We're we're in the rough. It does not look good on the seventh so far, but we are one under. We are trending nicely. This round has been not good for the heart, though. Anyone who made this bet, we are all over the place. We birdied the first. We bogeyed two. We birdied three. Or bogeyed three. What the hell happened on four? That was a par, but a missed birdie opportunity. Then he got a bird. It's it's we're all over the place here. It's a lot. It's too much. It's and for too those much who don't in the opening know, round. 
for those who were unaware, uh, this was on ESPN Bet last night. You had it under 70. 70 or better? 70, 70? 70 or better. Yes, 70 or better because par on the course is 71. So, so it was under plus par 105? Plus 105. And that was on ESPN Bet. That Ooh. was a special right there. I, yeah. I, I dig the specials. Yeah. I dig the specials. It's, a, it's an emotional one. This is going to be a long day. Really long day. 10 is going to be huge. The 10th hole, a drivable par 4. That's going to be a big hole for Tiger. Big hole for all of us, not just Tiger. True. Let's be honest here. It's for all of us. <laughs> you still need a birdie. I need to stay under. It's a big hole for everybody. All right. We're going to be coming up on the 10th. We'll keep you posted. Oof. Everybody's on the edge of their seats. Everybody Will drive- Joe win his bet? Pull your car to the side of the road. <laughs> The Celtics are the favorite to win the NBA title, but there is a team lurking out west. Not unlike Tiger. Next. <laughs> this is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.